0: Greetings from Covenant Community of LJ, Georgia. We want to thank you for taking the time to listen to these messages God has provided to our fellowship from His Word. May He bless you richly as you seek Him. We'd like to invite you to be with us in person someday soon. And for information on that, visit us at com. And now, let's open up God's Word.
1: We pray that uh, as we... Share week by week uh, about what God has done and can do and will do. I pray that uh, you will come to know the Lord Jesus in a strong and living way. Father, I just pray now that you'll speak through your word to our hearts by your Holy Spirit. Pray that you'll stir up in our hearts uh, a gratefulness to you. Help us to have our hearts focused not on this world, not on the cares of this world, but be focused on you. To be in harmony with you and your great purposes, your purposes right now and your purposes on into eternity. Father, we ask that today you would speak to our hearts, help us to each one live a life of daily surrender to you, ongoing openness to you, ongoing uh, cleansing by your wonderful uh, blood, Lord Jesus, in our lives, and pray that the living water of the Holy Spirit will be flowing. Into us and then out through us to bring life-giving water, uh, life-giving uh, truth, life-giving light to the people uh, all around us. Many whom are broken-hearted, who are sitting in great darkness, who uh, are sitting in bondage. We ask that we can be used by you to share in them experiencing your freedom your gladness, and your light in the name of the Lord Jesus and in the power of the Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, you are seated at the Father's right hand, waiting till everyone is subject to you. We pray that we would humble ourselves and surrender to you to experience what you created us for and then share that good news with the people around us. Thank you, Father, for the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the freedom we have to worship you now today. Thank you for what you've already done as we've been rejoicing in the name of the Lord Jesus, rejoicing in your amazing grace. Now we pray that you would help us uh, as we move ahead today in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Colossians chapter 1, uh, verse 9. So I'm going to give you, if you've got your pen and paper and you want to write down uh, three other scriptures you can write them down and you can meditate on them later Um, we sang blessed be the name of the Lord today as we take communion we've got uh, a uh, bowl there with lots of little slips of paper in it I invite you as you take communion to take one or two of those and to meditate uh, on the names of the Lord Jesus and how he has expressed himself to us. And I pray that that will speak to your heart. Tonight uh, at uh, 6 o'clock we will be taking a time to praise the name of the Lord, to exalt his name and to pray over the things that we're praying about. So often we're praying about our physical temporary problems here when God has great eternal purposes that he wants us to be a part of. But we'll be praying about lots of things. We've already had some great answers to prayer this week. We thank God for it. Let's read in Colossians chapter 1. Verse 9, the other scriptures, if you want to write them down, Ephesians 1, 17 to 23, Ephesians 1, 17 to 23, Ephesians 3, 14 to 21, Ephesians 3, 14 to 21, and then Philippians 1, 9 to 11. So Ephesians 1, 17 to 23, Ephesians 3, 14 to 21, and then Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 to 11. In each of these places, the Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, is praying. Now, uh, we were talking in Sunday school, we've got uh, some of our Bibles have the words of Jesus in red. But the real truth is, all of this is the Word of God. Holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit, and they wrote down the Word of God for us to know uh, where we came from why we're here and where we're headed uh, I was talking to somebody uh, just recently who had made a profession of faith some years ago but now in their life they say I find myself skeptical I don't know if any of it's true you know now there are people when you ask them you know uh, they'll have a little form uh, what religion are you Buddhist Muslim Christian Catholic what? and they just write out there none of the above None. Uh, I'm not connected into anything, any direction there. But we pray that you know the Lord Jesus. And this young man, as I talked to him, I said, "Well, if you abandon the Bible, abandon Jesus, then what are you going to do? Where did you come from? Why are you here? Where are you headed? What is the meaning of life? You know, as you look at, at at DNA, the DNA is impossible to happen by accident." And that's just one of the thousands of things in our universe that are there. We have not just a faith in faith. We have a reasonable faith. There's a reason for what we believe. And we can uh, hopefully talk to you about that. But today we want to point, And the reason we're doing the book of Colossians is to point your heart, my heart, back to Jesus Christ. That is the focus. You know, uh, as the apostle Peter denied Jesus. And then went out and wept bitterly because he'd done what Jesus said. And then he saw Jesus hung on the cross. Uh, Eric, do you mind checking the AC for me, please? That one over there is doing nothing. Thanks. Uh, the, the Peter, as he went out bitterly in shame, having denied his master. And then he was hopeless. He saw Jesus die. He had no hope for him rising from the dead. When the women came bursting into the room and said, he's alive, he's alive. And Peter thought, well, even if he is, it'll never be the same between me and him. When it came to choices, I denied that I knew his name. But then when Jesus suddenly appeared in the room, Peter was there, James was there, John was there. They were there. Uh, and, and suddenly Jesus appears through a locked door into the room. And they jump back and they think it's a spirit. He said, I'm not a spirit, touch me see look here where the nails went in and he was in a body he said give me some fish to eat and he ate and then uh, they rejoiced and they began to rejoice he's alive again the stone's been rolled away he's alive again he's no longer where he lay he's alive again can't you hear the angels say let all the world rejoice he's alive that is who we're preaching and Peter went out and James and John and Philip and Stephen and they all went bursting out. And on Wednesday nights, we're studying through the Book of Acts. And uh, there's 28 chapters in the books of Acts, and we want to be part of Acts 29, showing what the Holy Spirit's continuing to do in this world and experiencing Him. So in uh, Colossians 1:9, Paul says, "By the Holy Spirit, he says, this is what for this reason also, since the day we heard of it." In other words, I've heard of your, we talked about their faith and their love and their hope, their firm confidence, their anticipation, uh, uh, firm anticipation, expectation of uh, what God has laid up for us even in heaven. He says, Paul says, for this reason, since I heard of it, I haven't ceased to pray for you. I've never met you, but I'm continuing. Thank you. I'm continuing to pray for you. And I'm asking God, oh, Lord Jesus, fill them with the knowledge of your will. Give them full discernment of your will. Give them a a desire to please you and, and to walk with you in all spiritual or supernatural wisdom. Now, why would Paul pray this? Can't you just decide to do this? Can't you just decide to understand? Can't you just decide to be close to God? Uh, There was a time in my life where I was trying to do everything I was supposed to by willpower. And God sort of crossed his arms in my life and my life just felt dried up inside. And then I read the verse that we will get to some other time, Colossians 2.6. The same way you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, that's the way you walk with him. I came to Jesus saying, you say that I'm a sinner and I'm a worse sinner than I even know. And I've tried to make myself better. better. I try to uh, live up to the standards. But I can't. Oh Jesus have mercy on me. I put my faith in you. You came. You lived among us. You died for our sins. You died to redeem us. You died to deliver us. You died so that we could be transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And you said that if I put my faith in you. Surrender to you. And then cooperate with you. Interact with you. That I would. Experience, reconciliation with God, have mercy on me, and I did the same way you received Christ Jesus the Lord, that's the way you walk with him one step at a time. I can't do it, you can. if you'll put your hand in me, wonderful things will happen, and you know as Chip screams out, Jesus, that is the name that is above every other name, and the Bible says, all all who call on the name of the Lord will be delivered will be saved. And that's the testimony that he gives you. That, that, that deliverance in his life. So Paul says by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit says I'm praying for you to ask it. you'll be filled with the knowledge of his will. If God lets you know what he wants you to do would you do it? You sign the bottom of the page and he fills it in. Do you trust him? That much? The knowledge of his will and all supernatural wisdom and understanding that word understanding means putting things together starting to put it together starting to understand when you're a little baby you don't understand a lot but the older you get you start putting things together you start understanding so that and i have a little square around that why is he praying this he said so that you will walk you will do in a manner worthy of the lord worthy of the lord You know, when Mr. Trump appoints an ambassador and he goes to another country, he is to conduct himself in a worthy manner. When we uh, give an Olympic athlete uh, the trust of our country and the funds and the training and and, and send them out there, they represent the United States of America. They uh, subject themselves to live a life to try to accomplish something they want to be worthy of the honor given them, so we, he prays, I pray that you will walk in a manner and appr- appropriately of the Lord. What, what would be another word for Lord? Savior, Savior. Master. Master. God. Master, Almighty God, yes, this is supreme authority. Will you walk with him? Will you subject yourself? him. Jesus is not just your good buddy. Jesus Christ is God come in the flesh. And he says I pray that you'll walk in a manner appropriately for him, the supreme authority to please, who? To please him in all respects. Bearing fruit in every good work. You know, Jesus said in John 15, If you abide in me, my words abide in you. Then he says, you'll go out and you'll bear much fruit. And he says, as you abide in me and my word abides in you, you will be able to pray and incredible things will happen. So he says, I hope that you'll walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work, every beneficial activity. You know, as you go up to to seamless summer and work there, uh, as, as a servant to people, as an act of love, to to those families. As uh, on Sunday nights, Mike and them are reaching out to people who are seeking to find their way, who are living in pain and want to have uh, a new kind of a life, a new power in life. As we are going into, uh, I was talking with Bo this morning and I had to stop by uh, a business and he told me, he said, well, I talked to a young man in there and guess who waited on me when I checked out? That young man. He says, I'll be at church next week. And said, I have been out of church for 20 weeks. And he says, I, I, I've got to get back into church. And his heart was stirred. And in the providence of God, uh, we met there and touched him. God wants you to be light and salt. Are you willing to do what he wants you to do? Do you want to please him in all respect? Bearing fruit in every good work. And increasing in the knowledge of God. In the full discernment of God. Coming to know God in a deeper and fuller way. Strengthened with all power. And this word power, miraculous power, the power of God. If the Holy Spirit is in you, are you still with me here? You know, I hope that the, the Lord will open up your heart and mind with anticipation to I can be so much more than I thought I could be with Jesus. When he puts his hand into me, no telling what will happen. No telling what will happen. I can share in the adventure of life in Christ. He said, verse 11, strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. His praiseworthy dominion. That word glorious might is doxa. You know, what do we get our word? What word do we get from Doxa. Doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above you, heavenly hosts. Praise the Father. Praise the Son. Praise the Holy Ghost. A heart of praise coming out of you, rejoicing uh, before Him. And it says, so that you can uh, live a life of steadfastness and perseverance and patience. Joyously, verse 12, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you and qualified me. To share in the inheritance of the saints. The called out ones. In light. We were hate, hateful. And now we can walk in love. We were disgraced. And now we can walk in the grace. And the peace. And the joy. And the truth. That God gives us. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Which is God's down payment. His uh, The engagement ring. So to speak. Uh, for us. The Bible says. Thy word is a. Lamp to my feet. It's a light to my path. I hope that you'll take time to study the Word of God. I was talking to uh, one of the boys the other day who's on the basketball team, and he's also on the football team, and they're out there an hour and a half a day. Working hard, practicing, practicing, because they want to win. They want to become better. They want to improve. This last week here, they they had 50 young people in here uh, about doing basketball camp, learning their skills, uh, learning how to dribble, learning how to shoot, learning how to fake people out, learning. Well, the Word of God, the Bible says, your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you coming to know the Word of God as a gift of God to you, the truth so that you are not deceived by lies, uh, the light so that you can walk in truth. Uh, in Ephesians, let's turn to Ephesians 1, Ephesians 1, 13. Ephesians 1, 13. verse 12 says, to the end or with the goal that we who were the first to hope in Christ would be to the praise of His glory. You know, as we study in Corinthians, moving from glory to glory to glory, becoming more and more like Jesus Christ. Verse 13, in him, you also, after listening to the message of the truth, the good news of your salvation, the gospel of your salvation, having believed, you heard it, you believed it, then you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. You were sealed in him with uh, the engagement ring. Um, so to speak, or the down payment of what is to come, anticipation of the future with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit in in eternity. Uh, You were sealed by the Holy Spirit uh, in Him and given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession. To the praise of His glory. We gave a down payment when we got ready to purchase this bid. We put it down to down payment. Uh, I was talking to a young person the other day. I've got my own car now. They were so excited. They put their down payment down. They're making their payments. They have transportation. And he says here. Uh, For this reason Paul says in verse 15. I too. Now that I've heard. And listen to these things that are in common in each of these passages. I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, which exists among you, and your love for all the saints, your growing faith, your growing love. Uh, He he says, verse 16, I don't cease to give thanks for you. I'm ongoing grateful for you while making mention of you in my prayers. Well, listen, once, once you're saved, you know, so, so often people preach, well, you get saved so you won't go to hell. Get saved so you go to heaven. No, you get saved. You begin your walk with Jesus Christ. You become a disciple. You become an, an apprentice to walk with him so that you become more and more like him by the power of the Holy Spirit working in your life. And it doesn't happen just because you decide it. It is an interaction. It is a work of God in our hearts and lives as we'll find out here. So Paul says, I am praying. The Holy Spirit is praying. Don't, I'm giving thanks for you while I mention you in my prayers. It's earnest worshipful prayer. That, verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ why do we have a God? Have you ever thought about that? Why do Africans have gods and Indonesians have gods and People in India have thousands of gods. Why did the Egyptians worship the Nile, worship frogs, worship cobras, worship Siamese cat? Why did they have all of these things? Why do we have gods? We have gods. We're trying to manipulate the forces that are overwhelming to us and figure out some way, doing something, whether it's offering a sacrifice or you've got your little lucky rabbit's foot or you wear the same dirty underwear every basketball game. Whatever it is that you think gives you that extra mojo to win, a God is there to try to put some coherence, to try to give you some protection, to try to get you something that you want uh, in, in life. And we all have a heart that searches after some sort of a god. In India, they have thousands of gods. You go into their shrines. Those are terrible places. And, and, and you look back through history and see the pictures of various gods. But here we find that Jesus Christ, while he was here on earth... He says, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus when he left heaven, he laid aside his glory, laid aside his power, he came down to earth and submitted himself to God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, and he's walked the way he wants us to walk in submission to him. And he says, I pray to God, the the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he would give you, give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation. In the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart. Would be enlightened. So that you will know. What is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance. Jesus inheritance in the saints. So he says. I'm praying that God. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ. The father of glory. And if we studied that word glory. God is infinitely perfect he is great and valuable his glory is like the word you it's hard to define it's like the word beauty how do you define beauty that's a difficult word to define we can define basketball we can define football but defining beauty defining the glory of god the character of god the power of God, the outshining of God. You know, it says that when he came into the temple when they first built it, that the glory of God came there and the priests couldn't minister. They just had to get out of there. They had to get out of there. And then there came another time when they named one of the uh, babies that was born, Ichabod. The glory has departed. The presence of God has departed. Sometimes it is manifest glory. We can see it. Sometimes we can feel it. But it is the outshining of so much of what God is uh, spiritually and physically at times. And he says, I pray that the Father of glory will give you a spirit of wisdom. There's a difference in knowledge and wisdom. You can know stuff about the Bible. The devil knows stuff about the Bible, probably more than all of us. But he doesn't submit to it. And he doesn't have wisdom. He has rejected God. He has rejected uh, his his ways. And he says, I pray that You will get a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. I pray that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened. How many of you have ever used those night vision goggles? You ever use those? Isn't that amazing? Uh, I mean, you can look out and it's dark and suddenly you can see nice and clearly what's going on out there. That is bad when the lion has that and you don't. You know, cats have these eyes that are designed. They can see in the dark, and they can see things, and you can, uh, you know, I've been where I can hear them. And you don't know if he's 100 yards away or if he's a mile away, that it just comes there, and it's scary. But they can see in the dark, and I can't, not like they can. Paul prays here by the Holy Spirit, I pray that God would enlighten you, open up your eyes, that you begin to see spiritual things. You know, Chip now starts seeing things that he didn't see before. Understanding things that he didn't understand before. I pray that your eyes would be enlightened. And that you would uh, know. That you would experientially know. What is the hope. The delightful, confident anticipation of his calling. That you would, not just a hope maybe. We have a certain hope in Jesus Christ. That he will finish what he's begun. You know Paul said I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he's able to keep what I've committed unto him against that day. And what he has begun in my life. He will finish. You just didn't get saved and said, see in heaven God. God is doing a work in your life. And if you cross your arms. If you bow up. Imagine that you have a big old ox. He's been plowing for years. And then you're the young ox. That gets in with him. Plowing. Well, if the young ox decides that he's going to sit down, what's going to happen to him? Big boy's going to drag him along and the plow is going to hit him in the rear. Uh, if he decides that he's going to push ahead of big boy, what's going to happen? Well, he'll get choked or he'll have blisters on his shoulders. We don't need to run ahead of God. We don't need to run behind God. We need to be in the yoke with Jesus Christ he said take my yoke upon you learn of me for I am meek and lowly you will find rest to your souls so he says I hope that your eyes will be open that you'll begin to see things that you never saw before that you'll begin to experience the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints did you know that Jesus thinks you're so valuable that he considers you part of his inheritance he didn't need you he doesn't need me But He has decided. We were so valuable to Him that He, for God the Father, came down and died for us. Rose again from the dead, purchased us, brought us into His kingdom through faith in Him. And now is working to uh, make us more and more like Him. Uh, Let me, you don't turn there uh, on the screen, but let me just read you Romans 8, 27 through 29. Listen to this. Verse 26 says, in the same way the Spirit helps our weaknesses. How many have weaknesses? For we don't know how to pray as we should. But the Spirit Himself, the Holy Spirit in us, intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And He who searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit. Because He intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We can't pray as we ought to pray. The Holy Spirit helps us to pray. Verse 28, and we know that God, God Causes all things to work together for good. How many of you have been trying to work things together for good yourself? Yes, we do that sometimes, don't we? We try to work our own things together for what we think is good. But he, Proverbs says two, two or three times, there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. We know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose for whom he foreknew he predestined to become conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren God's goal in your life is to make you like the Lord Jesus uh, last night uh, how many of you have tried the new Walmart vet, uh, shopping thing yeah well uh, we like it. Uh, it's really nice. You just go online, order your groceries, pull up the little orange spot, call a number. They march out, put them in the back of your car. You can be gone. Uh, a friend of mine was going camping the other day and they just pulled up, brought the ice out. They just poured the ice in the cooler, got the groceries. There five minutes and headed out. So that, that is really uh, a nice way to be able to uh, shop and go. Well, we went to Walmart, got all the stuff. Then I got home, and about 9 o'clock last night, Martha said, "Uh, run get me some of those crinkle fries in the basement, please. So I went down there. There weren't any crinkle fries. We don't know why there weren't crinkle fries, because we thought there were, but there weren't. And so I had to go to Walmart. Well, how many of you have had to go do things that are frustrating when you have other things you'd rather be doing? The rest of you are, oh, no, I can't say that. That's unkind. That's unkind. Well, we all get frustrated. You know, but on the way, I have learned, fortunately, I had a very good attitude about this. I said, well, thank you, Lord. This is not what I wanted to be doing right now. I have lots of other things I'd rather be doing and am doing, but we would go get crinkle fries at Walmart. So I went to Walmart. I went and got my crinkle fries and then remembered that I had left my wallet elsewhere. And uh, <laughs> fortunately, I had a little pouch of money there and had put some money in my pocket, so I was okay. And then here came a guy walking by that I need to talk to. I've called him. I've tried to reach him. And uh, he's on a pilgrimage uh, of skepticism away from God and he walked by Steve and we had the most wonderful conversation God works all things together for good if you love him you're called according to his purpose he will guide you so when things happen that you don't understand things happen that you don't like things happen that, uh, that delay you in your health or in your trust him trust God and Paul says I, I pray that you will learn look at verse 19 What is the, listen, surpassing, the exceeding greatness. That is Megathos? You know, when you get a mega burger, what are you going to get? A monster burger. When you get a mega something, it's big. And he says, I hope that you will understand what is the exceeding, surpassing, mega greatness of his power. It is, how many of you have seen pictures of a tsunami coming? You know, a 60 foot wall of water coming at 500 miles an hour. What's going to happen? It's terrible when you see that. It hits Everything just flies. And to hear stories of people who survived that through getting pushed by that water way up through there. You know, a tsunami is a terrifying thing. Have you ever watched a snow, an avalanche of snow? I mean, when it's coming down the mountain and you see a skier, you know, looking back there, booking, you know. You don't want to fall underneath that. That is incredible power, unleashed, irresistible, coming down, smashing everything in its way. Nothing compared to the power of God in any situation. Paul says, I hope that the eyes of your understanding be opened up. I hope that your heart will be warmed up. I hope that God will give you a revelation of the surpassing greatness of His power towards those who believe. These are in accordance with the working of the strength of His might. Will you receive it? Will you believe it? Will you live out that life that He has given you? Verse 20, which He brought about in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly places. When God raised Jesus from the dead, when Jesus raised Himself from the dead, because the Bible says both happened when the Holy Spirit raised Him. It was an act of incredible power in history that we can't even begin to comprehend till we get to heaven and God begins to show us how big that was. And here, Paul says, "I pray, I pray, that you at Chick Fil A, you at Ingles, you at World Carpet or Mohawk Carpet, you at the Isaiah House, you." at Southwest Airlines, you, uh, wherever it is that God has you, you high school students, college students, you young marriages, not quite as young married, wherever you are, I pray that you will begin to know the exceeding greatness, the mega greatness of His power that is just like what He raised Jesus from the dead with and He seated Him at His right hand. Jesus went through uh, untold grief and sorrow and pain, but now Because he was submitted to God, he is raised up and seated at the right hand of God. And we will experience that mighty power in life at now and then at the resurrection from the dead. One of these days, you know, I have a friend who died uh, this morning and uh, I, I got to talk to him last week and he was bearing his sickness with great grace. And this morning, the angels came and got him and took him to heaven. One of these days, there's going to come that loud trumpet sound. One of these days, there's coming that loud shout. One of these days, Jesus Christ is returning, and he says, I am going to demonstrate my great power, the power that raised me from the dead. I will raise all the dead in Christ. They will rise. Their bodies that have been eaten by lions, burned at the stake, uh, fed to crocodiles, or whatever, anywhere. God will bring that body back together. He will transform it to be a body like the Lord Jesus, 1 John chapter 3 says. And we will be transformed. And Jesus was the firstborn from the dead with a body like that, living into eternity Uh, with that body. uh, The music people, you can go ahead and come if you'd like. And he says, that is what raised Jesus from the dead. And one of these days will raise you. But that... Power is working in your life now. Look at verse 21. Far above. Listen. Far above. If you went far above the sun, that would be pretty far, wouldn't it? Takes us about, what, eight minutes at the speed of light for the sun's light to get here. Eight, eight and a half minutes. Uh, And if you're far above, far above all rule and authority. Jesus' authority and power is mega. It is far above. If you believe that, if you live in that, you don't need to have fear. Peter's in jail. When God wanted him out, he's out. The apostles are thrown in jail. When God wants them out, they're out. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego go into the fiery furnace. God wants them out, they're out. Daniel goes into the den full of starving lions. When God wants him out, he's out. We're talking about a relationship with the living God. We've got our eyes on our problems instead of our eyes on the Savior. This is why fear can come in. Doubt can come in. Dryness can come in. And we can come to a place. And he said, Paul says, I'm praying for you. Every day I'm praying all the time for you. That you will understand, verse 21, far above all rule all authority, all power and dominion in every name that is named. We sang, blessed be the name. There is only one name that is above all other names of all history, of all time uh, and before time. Not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things in subjection under his feet. There is nothing uh, that is not under the authority of the Lord Jesus. And he gave him as head over all things to the church. Everybody say church. Look at somebody and say, that's probably you. You know, assuming you're a Christian. If you're not, if you're not a saint, you're an ain't. So uh, he says, he put all things in subjection under his feet, gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. An unknown Confederate soldier wrote, I asked for strength that I might achieve. I was made weak that I might learn to humbly obey. I asked for help that I might do greater things. I was given infirmity that I might do better things. I asked for riches that I might be happy. I was given poverty that I might be wise. I asked for power that I might have the praise of men. I was given weakness that I might feel the need of God. I asked for things that I might enjoy life. I was given life that I might enjoy all things. I got nothing that I asked for, but everything that I'd hoped for. Almost despite myself, my unspoken prayers were answered. And I am among all men most richly blessed. This morning, as I was thinking about this some more early this morning, uh, a hymn that uh, speaks to this, I think. Oh, the deep, deep, love of Jesus vast unmeasured boundless free rolling as a mighty ocean in its fullness over me Uh, brother Mike and I were talking this week talking about the grace of God that floods across this earth amazing grace reaching out to people all across this world oh the deep deep love of Jesus underneath me all around me is the current of your love leading onward leading homeward To the glorious rest above. Oh the deep deep love of Jesus. It's heaven of heavens to me. And it lifts me up to glory. For it lifts me up to thee. Underneath me. All around me is the current of your love. Leading onward. Leading homeward. To your glorious rest above. Oh the deep deep love of Jesus. Spread his praise from shore to shore. How he loves us. Ever loves us. Changes never. Never more. You know, uh, if you'll go meditate in uh, Ephesians 3, in the prayer there and in Philippians, you'll find these same things that God wants in our lives. Today, as we take communion, I hope that you will uh, come to a deeper revelation, a deeper understanding of the incredible love that God has for us. Not detached and way out there right here, that He loves you so much that He sent His Son to die for you, raised Him from the dead for you, and now is working in your life, especially if you will trust in Him and rest in Him. Are you resting in Him? Are you trusting in Him? Are you walking with Him? Uh, instead of telling Him about your, uh, your problems, tell your problems about Him. Instead of getting distracted by all the things that can worry us and bring fear to our lives, turn your eyes on Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. The things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. You know, when we get to Colossians 3, it says uh, if you are risen with Christ, be seated with him. Don't be under the circumstances. Be looking down on the circumstances. Today, I just pray that as you meditate on this, uh, uh, as you heard the testimony from Chip uh, of God's amazing grace in his life and in his family. As we sang, blessed be the name. As we sang amazing grace, my chains are gone. I hope that you'll come with gratefulness to receive of the juice which is a symbol of the life of Jesus poured out because God loves you so much. That as you take the bread that you remember his body was beaten mercilessly and he suffered terribly in spirit, soul, and body to purchase our redemption. And through him, through faith in him, we are healed of the deadly evil that was residing into us. And we're brought from the darkness into the light. We're brought from, from uh, hostility into peace. From condemnation into sonship. Brought back into where God wants us to
0: be. We want to thank you one more time for taking the time to listen to these messages that God's provided our fellowship. We believe he's doing something special among us and would love for you to be a part of it. We hope that you'll take the time to come and visit us in person someday soon and we invite you to visit our website covenantcommunitylj.com. There you'll find information on how to contact us if you have a prayer request or if there's a specific way we can minister to you and your family. Until then, God bless you.